Hey everybody, it's Brock Falk, and I want to thank you for listening to this message from Heritage Church of Christ. We would be thrilled to share more content like this with you and make it easy for you to share it with others. You can find more messages like this on our podcast, or you can download our smartphone app by searching for Heritage Church of Christ in your app store. But most importantly, I hope this message encourages you to take a next step toward a thriving relationship with Jesus. Enjoy. Good morning again. So I am coming to you off of a whirlwind of a summer. We have been going nonstop uh, all summer long doing camps and, uh, and working through mission stuff, doing different hangouts, all kinds of stuff like where we've, where we've just really enjoyed being together uh, as teenagers. Uh, for those of you who walked in uh, just within the last few minutes, I actually work with the middle school and high school students here at Heritage. And, uh, and we've had an awesome summer. It's been, it's been really, really good. Some people like learning new card games that have really brought people together and also forced some like people apart because they didn't understand the rules. I mean, just all kinds of like little nuanced types, types of things that have been going. We've, we've had a whole series that we've been doing this summer called Start the Party, where we focused on the fact that Jesus has said that, that he came so that people could have life and have it to the fullest, have it abundantly. And so what does that look like if we were to stop living like just staunch, like, you know, robots and actually believe that? That, that we're supposed to have life and we're supposed to be bringers of life and abundant life at that. And so what does it look like to start the party in the lives of others? And so because of that, we ended up ending our summer last weekend. Some of y'all were walking down this hallway over here and you saw doors that were like plastered shut and, and you couldn't get in and it said like, don't enter, this means you, like in all these meanest messages uh, and unfriendly terms because like that's what you gotta do to keep teenagers out and sometimes not even then. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, but we, uh, we, we had a blast la- uh, last Sunday night. We did a big glow party and so we had uh, all the lights out. We, we just threw all kinds of stuff all over the room and uh, had several friends that showed up and just had a blast with us. We had all kinds of stuff hanging from the, from the walls and a lot of photo op areas and stuff. It was so, so much fun. We had over a hundred teenagers alone, it, like crammed into the studio, all rocking out. And, uh, and the, the AC was like doing its best to keep up in the 172 degree weather out there, you know, and, uh, and we've got like all these like hundreds of teenagers, like just jumping around. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're stirring up so much body heat. And like, it was like horrible and amazing all at once. Like we had teenagers that 
that literally were like dripping sweat and being like, this is awesome. And I'm like, wow. Uh, and so it was, it was a lot, a lot of fun. And we just enjoyed some pizza together and just, uh, just hung out with friends and just enjoyed the community that God's given to us and, and kind of said, what an awesome summer this has been. And, and you know, as I, as I was doing this, I couldn't help but notice that we had all these neon colors out and the one color that just popped the most was orange. I mean, there's something about that. Like even if you go back to that first slide, like where there wasn't all the like fancy stuff, like, like when you look at the stuff on the, fl- on the floor, like doesn't the orange just stand out to you a little bit more? And I started thinking, what would it look like for us to, to be a more vibrant shade of orange. Because I've come up on this stage for the last seven years and talked about what it means to think orange. I've talked about what the video showed you. You know, we, we've, we've walked through this. And usually I'll go to something like Deuteronomy chapter six, which is kind of the hub for all of this, right? The, the Jewish Shema, which, which they would begin many of their prayers by saying, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then that passage goes on to say, so love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your strength. And these commands are to be on your heart, right? And we we often talk about how if if we ever want to do this right with kids and teenagers, they have to be on the hearts of of the families. Like we, we can't just expect something from kids and teens that we don't care to carry out ourselves. And so we talk about the need to have them on our hearts before we, as it follows up, impress them on our children. But it continues on to say, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. But don't just stop there. It's actually a communal event because if you think that you're here and you don't have kids in your home and you're going, well, what does this have to do with me? Here's where it is. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates because this isn't just about parents. This is about us as a community doing this, right? I mean, this is about us banding together, saying the next generation's important. It's important that we have people in their lives. And so what we would say our strategy is, is to realize a couple of things. First off, we recognize that no one, no matter how much you are involved in the lives of other kids, no one has more potential to influence the heart of a kid than their own parents. I mean, you saw that statistic about 3,000 hours. I've stood up here with different marble jars, like with 3,000 and then like 40, you know, like uh, we've done it with like hot tamales and lemon heads. Like we've, we've done it in so many different ways over the years. Look back if you need to, to see the illustrations. Uh, they're ridiculous, but so am I. So, um, we, but we've got all these different ways that we've said, nobody has more potential to influence the heart of a kid or a teen than their parents. And there's another truth that goes with it, that a parent is not the only influence that a child needs, right? Kids and teenagers need more than just their parents in their lives. And so it's good that they have parents. It's good that they have other members of their community. However, better than two influences are two combined influences. 
whenever those two partner together in the lives of a kid or a teen, it, it makes all the difference in the world. And so we talk about Thinking Orange, and I do this year after year after year, and we talk through all the different strategies that we use, like the things that we, we implement in our church, whether that be small group leaders or the transit events that, that I told you about. The, there's a resource wall back there that has sheets on it from anything from uh, how to talk to your, your kids about different topics, uh, how to make a successful school year plan, what to do whenever your kid gets their first cell phone. Like all kinds of different things are all over that wall. There's resources out there. We have weekly messages that the kids down there are getting, and we send these things home just saying, like, here's what we're studying. Here's what we're walking through. We've got all kinds of other things like their community of friends because, yes, it's great that they may have parents or guardians or grandparents there. Yes, it's great that they may have small group leaders, but they got to have each other. They've got to have a community around them. They, they need people that understand them. They need people that they can reach to. And they need to be able to have these conversations, not just at the church, but at home. And I've talked about this stuff for years. I've stood in front of you and, and, and I've, I've vocalized these things. And I, as I sat down this week, because I was actually afforded the opportunity to fly out to Atlanta, there, there's a group out there that, that really organizes all of what this orange strategy is. And th they said, look, we've got this grant. We want to pick 15 people specifically from all over the country and fly them in. And let's talk about how we do this better. Let's talk about how we can innovate this, this strategy. Let's talk about, about how we can take some risks and do things differently. And so we sat around and we talked all this theory and I couldn't help but think that sometimes we talk so theoretical that we forget how to just get back to the basics. And I wonder if I've left too many Orange Sundays standing up here talking so much theory that we've lost what it looks like to just practically do it. And so how do we find that more vibrant shade of orange? I think that part of it has to do with just having a deeper shade of red. If our red can be a little bit deeper, if, if the heart of the family can, can be a little bit deeper and dig in a little bit more, it can make a difference. And sometimes I think we've said that, but many parents and guardians don't know what that looks like. And and so I asked, I actually asked my, my son, Dawson, he's 13, I asked him to come up and, uh, and I, I asked him if he would mind kind of having a conversation with me on stage, if, if I could just put him on the spot and ask some questions. And so, Dawson, you got your mic, is it working? See, he, he, test, test. he's really excited about Orange Sunday as well. See it? No, wait, wait, you, you, you might miss it. Ready? There it is, right there. All right, so, uh, so have a seat, Dawson. So, to some degree, what we talk about every year is that the church has 40 hours to influence a kid's heart, and that the parents have 3,000. But if we're honest, those hours, they tick by and you don't even notice it. And it's real easy to just let the whirlwind of life dictate how your conversations go with your kids. And so, I, I thought, maybe one of the best things that I can do is to model what it looks like, no matter how it makes me look, <laughs> no, no matter what answers may come out, I, I want to, to have a conversation so that maybe you get to know one of our own teenagers, one of your teenagers, a little bit better. Because yes, he's mine, and I've got 3,000 hours with him, but, but you guys have 40. And he's often running the cameras for your service. He's often running the switchboard that gets you sound. 
He's often running the switchboard that sometimes doesn't get you sound. <laughs> but I love this kid, and I, and I love everything about him, and I want to make sure that, that whenever it comes to me doing red, that I'm doing it deeply as well. And so sometimes it just takes hearing his story. And so Dawson, I'm going to start kind of, kind of simple with you. Um, you just came through a summer. So what, what was your favorite thing that happened this summer? Like what, what, was, what was your favorite thing that you were part of? Probably either Camp Champion or playing Mal with some of the older high schoolers and the intern. Okay. All right. So, so just hanging out, doing camps, uh, having some kind of connection type stuff this summer. Okay. All right. What was, if, if you look at the summer and you say my least favorite, what was your least favorite thing? Probably, be, probably boredom because uh, it started off pretty fun. I had as much video game time as I wanted, but then towards the end, I'm, I'm getting bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> Screens uh, only last so long, right? Like before mm-hmm. they start kind of wearing out and, uh, and you want something more. So would you, would you say then that you're actually ready for school to start? Definitely. Yeah? Okay. Uh, let that be noted that a, that a teenager just said that they're ready for school. Um, so if you're ready for school, if you're looking forward to school, what's, what's something that you're looking forward to with school? Probably sports or finding a friend group. Okay. Uh, why those things? I've always loved sports, uh, watching or even playing. Uh-huh. And then once you do... Four years of online school, you need friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, so you're actually going to a new school this year. Uh, you're, you're not doing the, the virtual school that you've been part of for, for a while. And so um, is that nerve-wracking at all? Like, is there anything you're nervous about as you look into going to school? Probably that I won't find friends. Hmm. All right. That's a, that can be a, a really hard reality, like, to, to be thinking through that. I can imagine that that weighs on you pretty hard. Is there anything else that you're nervous about, like with, with school? Maybe the teachers. Okay. Yeah. In, in, what, in what way? What makes, what makes teachers one of the things that you, you're in nervous the, about? In the past, I've had some good teachers, but I've also had some pretty bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you've, you've run into some, some stuff that's been really hard to, hard to walk through with some teachers. Um, and We've struggled about that. We've, we've cried over it. And then you've had some phenomenal teachers as well who, uh, who really kind of come alongside of you. Um, so I'm curious, like we, we've talked a little bit about summer. We've talked about school. Uh, now I'm going to kind of get, get personal, but, uh, but I, want, I, want to start, uh, I want to start with something good. So whenever you think of our family and you think of some of the best things that we've ever done as a family, what, what, are, what comes to mind for you? Probably birthdays. I remember this one birthday. I, I, was I three or four? Uh, I I was obsessed with American Ninja Warrior, uh-huh. and so we did that <laughs> birthday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We did that theme, and you were trying your best to be to like do like a commentator impression. Yeah. <laughs> Next time on American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had all his friends. We we set up like an obstacle course, right? I'm over there commentating, and this three-year-old jumped from like that spot to that spot, right? Yeah, okay. Or, right. yeah, just basically you commentating or cheering me on and helping when, mm. when the two-foot jump is too far. Mm. Okay. Um, whew. Uh, 
So, so sorry, like, it's been a long summer and I'm like really exhausted, <laughs> but also like me hearing my own son say, when I think back on everything, I remember you cheering me on when, even whenever I was like three or four, it hits. Um, that, that we did something very intentional for you and your friends, but, but like that I would stop commentating and, and cheer. Like that's, um, that's really, really cool. Um, what, what are some other things, well, since, since, you're, uh, since you're bragging on me, what are some other things that you've appreciated about our relationship? Probably even though you've been in grad school for the past three years, um, busy with work, um, being um, present with the whole student ministry, you are also present with our family. Mm. I appreciate that. Yeah, some, sometimes as, as a dad, uh, you can get real busy. <laughs> uh, as, as a parent, as, as a caregiver, as a guardian, you can get really busy. And so um, I know that that's one of the things that weighs on my heart. So hearing you say that, uh, that I've found ways to be present, even in the midst of that, I, I appreciate that. And yet, I also think that it's important in this moment that I ask you, like, over this next year, if I was to to engage more with you where you're at as a 13-year-old going into a new school, what, what are some things that you would love for me to, to do? Like, how, how would you like for me to engage more in our family? Maybe going to, like, the movies and having fun or, or like, going to dinner and just laughing. Okay. All right. So, so actually, just quality time? Is that, is that it? Um, any other ways that I can, I mean, so yes, going to the movies, maybe going, going to dinner a little bit more. We eat at the house a little bit more than we do going out. Uh, so, so maybe going out to dinner and, uh, and just laughing, telling jokes, just enjoying time together. Anything else that, that you could think of? Maybe after a football game, just like having some pizza and just hanging out. Okay, all right. So just talking through some stuff, eating some pizza, you know, hanging out and everything. Okay, um, so if you were descri- to describe this last year of life for you, how, how's this last year been? Probably a little bumpy. Yeah. Or rocky. Yeah. What makes you What makes you say rocky or bumpy? Because I had great teachers. Um, yeah. There you go. I had great teachers. <laughs> I had. Um, I was on top of my school and all that, but. I had no friends, so like no motivation at the end of the day. I would get my schoolwork done, I would pass all my courses, but then at the end of the day, I would just go upstairs, like sit by myself and play video games for a few hours and then like go to bed. Yeah, and so, so it's been rocky knowing that you have people that you know, you've got, you've got some, some people that you talk with a lot, but maybe, uh, maybe don't go deep with that you that you don't have, like, I mean, you may have a couple of close friends, but not a lot. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, has that, w- would you say, like, that's, that's been this last year, or it's been more than, more than this last year? It's been, it's been more than this last year. Um, I've been at online school for four years, um, then COVID, so add another year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, 
so whenever you look at me and say ways that I could engage more, um, you think like going and, and having, having some of those conversations that we have, you know, just hanging out a little bit more, uh, actually doing that. And you're looking forward to school and uh, meeting some new people and gaining some new friendships and maybe even being on a team that, uh, that you can do that with. Yeah. Um, is there, as you look out at them, we're, we're not just talking about being deeper red, we're actually talking about brighter yellow and, and they're your yellow. What's, uh, what's something that you think that teens in general need from them? Adult influences or someone that they can relate to. Okay, all right, so somebody that they can relate to, why, why do they need that? Because sometimes we will come home and like we just had a horrible day and we not we might not have a friend that we can talk to and and like just go into the day without like them making jokes or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. And so so how how do they go I mean if, if you're saying they need to know teenagers. They, you know, like teenagers need adult influences. They need people that they can talk to who, I mean, but I'm an adult. You can talk to me about anything, right? Yeah. I'm not naive either. Yeah, you, you need other people that you can talk to outside of me, right? Mm -hmm. um, so how, how do they go about doing that? Because I assume like them walking up to you and going, hey kid, I want a relationship with you. Uh, that's uh, that, that might get them in trouble. Uh, so that might have me like looking at them going, wait, wait, wait. All right, so how, how do they go about doing that? I mean, if, if, you're, if you're talking to them saying teens need relationships with kids and, or like with parents and with uh, adults and other things like that, how do they do something like that? Just being there. So being like, try to be an SGL, a small group leader, or, or being a sponsor. So like driving the vans to retreats, camps, or something like that. Okay, so to some degree, just being present. Like if you're, if you're wanting to be an SGL, I know right now like the, the children's ministry is like looking for more people, like, like begging for more people to jump in and do life week to week with kids. Uh, we have tons of small group leaders. We're fortunate in the student ministry to have, uh, have a ton of people that are, that are dedicated week to week. But it's not just about that is what I hear you saying. Like sometimes it's just an event, like just being present, being available. Like, knowing your name, <laughs> you know? Um, and and what, what I'd like to say is that this, this is my son and this is his story, but last Sunday I had over 100 teenagers in a room down there sweating their tails off, dancing around, each of them with a story, each of them with their own home life, each of them with their own needs for an adult that can just come alongside of them. And so I wanted to do this so that you could hear a story. So you could hear some things like, I, I don't all, often feel like I've got a whole lot of friends. School's stressful and it's starting to stress me out. I'm nervous about some things. They all have those things, all of them. And to think that they don't need you as a dad, my son's telling you that if you think that they don't need you, that you're wrong. They do. 
and the kids down there need you because like, like you said, it didn't just start this year. How, how, long, how long have you been dealing with that? Maybe eight years. <laughs> You're going into eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so since first grade? Mm-hmm. We, we lived in Colorado, and then in the middle of the year, we moved to, um, we moved here. And so that was in the, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not just for our family, a lot of families, like families are really transient these days. And so there's a lot of families that are moving and shifting and just going through transition in their lives, right? And so that, that happens. And so what he's saying is, even though we moved here seven years ago, as a second grader, he could have really used somebody down there in that wing. And as an eighth grader over here in this wing, he could really use somebody. And so could hundreds of others. And so there's a need. And so whenever, whenever I think of what it looks like to do deeper red, I want you guys as parents, those of you who are parents and guardians out there, I want you to have conversations like this. When's the last time that you asked them, if you were to have me engage in your life a little bit more, what would that look like for you if you could, if you could say anything? Like you have free reign to say whatever you want. And so we want to encourage you, if you're a parent or a guardian or a grandparent, go to dinner tonight and have those conversations. Have a conversation like this one ask some of those questions, and then come back here at six o'clock. We're gonna have ice cream with orange sprinkles. Uh, we're, gonna have, we're gonna have all kinds of like Sundays here. We're gonna let you meet their small group leaders so that you don't have to feel like you're doing this alone, but you've got some people that you can partner with in this. And then uh, I, I also want to, uh, Dawson, first off, can we all thank Dawson for, for being up here and being vulnerable? So. You know, it's, it's, not just, it's not just about being deeper red. It's about having brighter yellow too. And, and it's to, to become vibrant. It's not just something we talk about where, yeah, 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 like, like I know my kid, like we, we actually like live together most days. It's a deeper red. It's not just, yeah, 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 I, I send them to church. Like, like they've got that yellow portion, like somebody else does that. No, 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 it's brighter yellow. And, and these two cross over, and we're, we're having those conversations in our home. We're intentional with it. We're actually, as a yellow, because I'm not just a red dad, I'm actually a yellow to many of your kids, and you guys are yellows to many of mine, because I've also got a daughter who just jumped into student ministry. So I've got two in middle school now. Pray for us all. It's, it's a big thing that's needed. And sometimes we get so theoretical about this that we forget how practical it can be. Did he ask, I need somebody to teach me the order of the Israelite kings? No. <laughs> Did he say, I, I need somebody to, to really like nail down what the Trinity looks like because it makes no sense to me, like how three people can become one person. And like, I need somebody to explain all the ins and outs of that. No. What did he say? I need somebody to just listen sometimes. I need somebody to come along life and influence me in ways whenever I'm not knowing where to go, when I don't feel like I've got the right people to, to talk to, or, or maybe I, I just need a word of advice that's different from theirs. I need to know that there are other people out there who care, who are there for me. Whether they'll say it or not, that's where teenagers and kids are. And so what I thought we'd do this morning is actually spend a little time doing something else. 
you've seen that there are, are tables all around and there's, there's you know, note cards and there's pens and everything. I'm actually gonna ask that you do something a little different, that we not just hear something and go, yes, I feel so good about that. Like go orange and like we leave and we go to lunch and then like tomorrow we forget about it. I'm gonna ask that before we finish that we actually do something here. And so what I'm gonna have you do is there's little bitty note cards and I'm gonna ask that you write lunchbox notes to a bunch of kids that are down there. That you write something that just encourages them. That you write something that a parent can pick up. And so what you'll do is you'll write these cards and as soon as you write something, I want you to write you know, from your, your church family, your heritage church family on there. Sign it, sign it from us all because we are all with you, right? If it's an encouraging verse, write down that verse and then put it in the pail. And then I want parents, if you've got little ones that, that take their lunches to, to school, I want you to grab a handful of those because if everybody's writing three lunchbox notes, can you imagine how many lunchbox notes we can equip a parent to have in their year? And if you're a parent, maybe you start working on your deeper red. Maybe you write two of them to your own kid and you write one to another kid or however many you want to. But we've got tons of these. And as you do, I know Amy's on sabbatical, but I was like, Amy, I need you to do something for me before you leave, like literally last day. You can't leave yet. I need a video because she's always part of, of our Orange Sunday with me. And so she's, she's our children's minister. And so I had her film a video as well, if you can watch this. So as Marty and I were talking about Orange Sunday and doing this exercise in particular with writing notes to kids to put in their lunch boxes, I love the idea of this. The idea of you taking a pen and paper and writing the note out and making it something special for these children. It's something that you've touched, something that you can pray a blessing over. I do something similar to that when I make t-shirts for camp or for children's ministry. When I'm pressing on the emblem onto the shirts and it has the name of the camper on there, I say a prayer for that camper. It's really short, it's nothing detailed, but yet I think God hears that and it does end up being such a blessing to each person that wears that garment. And so as you write these, say a prayer over them. Like, like know that this is actually gonna go in a kid's lunchbox and, and it may be that a parent goes, boy, yesterday was tough for my kid, but I've got that note from my family, from my church family, and that's gonna be perfect for tomorrow. And so even though today was tough, tomorrow can be better because my church is with me on this. And they put that note in and they send the, their kid to school with it so that they also know that we're not alone in this, that I've got other people that are there with me. My church family loves me. My church family sees me. And so, uh, so I'm going to ask uh, that whenever uh, Mateo starts into a few songs that we're going we're gonna to just go ahead and do this while we worship, while worship music pours over us, we are going to write these notes. And when you're done, drop it in the pail. And then as we, as we leave later, like we'll, we'll kind of come back together and, uh, and have a seat whenever you're done with your notes. And, uh, and then Mateo will close us out. But I do want you thinking beyond these notes, how do I think orange in new ways? Maybe your, your second step, so you're already taking your first step. Maybe your second step is I come back at six o'clock and I learn some of those names that I see those faces every day and I don't know their name. I start there. I, I just introduce myself. I tell them I'm praying over them. 
And so then we decide where to go from there. Maybe you talk to a children's ministry leader. Maybe you talk to me and some of our student ministry leaders and you, you look at how you can get involved. But whatever you do, this year is gonna be the year that maybe we don't think so theoretical that we forget to just live it out. 